0: Hello so, guys, so here we are with the, the another episode of the Percy Jackson Podcast. So, as far as I remember, last episode, uh, yeah, last episode we had drops funeral, along with the reading of the prophecy, no? That was before that? Yeah, no, yes, we had Atavus and Percy's butting heads. Yes. Okay. So let's begin. Okay. So what happened last was Percy went into the sword fighting er- arena to see a friend. I don't know. And we all know who that friend's gonna be. This is lyric. The hellhound which deadless left behind in Percy's care, so Mrs. O'Leary saw me before I saw her, which was a pretty good trick considering she's the size of a garbage truck. I walked into the arena and a wall of darkness slammed into me. Woof! The next thing I knew, I was flat on the ground with a huge paw on my chest and an oversized brillo pat-tongue licking my face. I said, hey, girl, good to see you too. Ow! It took a few minutes for Mrs. O'Leary to calm down and get off me. By then, I was pretty much drenched in drug drool. She wanted a plate to fetch, so I picked up a bronze shield and tossed it across the arena. By the way, Mrs. O'Leary is the world's only friendly hellhound. I kind of inherited her when a previous owner died. She lived at camp, but at Beckendorf... Well, Beckendorf used to take care of her whenever I was gone. He had smelted Mrs. O'Leary's favorite bronze shoe in born. He'd forged her collar with a little smiley face and a crossbones name tag next to me. Mechandruff had been her best friend. Thinking about that made me sad all over again. I through the sheet a few more times because Mrs. Leary insisted. Soon she started barking. A sound slightly louder than an artillery gun like she needed to go for a walk. The campus didn't think it was funny when she went to the bathroom in the arena. It had caused more than one unfortunate slip and slide incident. So I opened the gates of the arena and she bounded straight towards the woods. It jogged after her, not too concerned that she was getting ahead. Nothing in the woods could threaten Mrs. O'Leary. Even the dragons and the giant scorpions ran away when she came close. When I finally tracked her down, she wasn't using the facilities. She was in a familiar clearing with the council of Cloven Elders had once put Grover on trial. The place did look so good. The grass had turned yellow, the, the tree topiary... Uh, tup- Pirate thrones had lost all the leaves, but that's not what surprised me. In the middle of, a, of the glade stood the weirdest trio I'd ever seen. Uniper, the tree nymph, Nico DiAngelo, and a very old and a very fat satyr. Nico was the only one who didn't seem freaked out by Mrs. O'Leary's appearance. He looked pretty much like... Uh, Like I'd seen him in my dream. An aviator's jacket, black jeans, and t-shirt with dancing skeletons on it. Like one of those Day of the Dead pictures. His Stygian iron sword hung at his side. He was only twelve, but he looked so much older and so much sadder. He nodded when he saw me, then went back to scratching Mrs. O'Leary's ears. He sniffed his legs like he was the most interesting thing since ribeye steaks. Being the son of Hades... It probably been traveling with all sorts of hell friendly places. It, the old sage didn't look nearly so happy. Will someone? What is this underworld creature doing in my forest? He waved his arms around and trotted on his hooves as if the grass were hot. You there, Percy Jackson! Is this your beast? Sorry, Lennis, I said. That's your name, right? The cedar rolled his eyes. His fur was dust bunny grey and a spiderweb grew between his horns. His belly would have made him an invincible bumper car. Well, of course, I'm milenious. Don't tell me you've forgotten a member of the council so quickly. Now call off your beast. Woof! Mrs. O'Leary said happily. The old cedar gulped. Make it go away! Juniper, I will not help you under these circumstances. Juniper turned towards me. She was pretty in a dryad way, with her purple gossamer dress and her elfish face, but her eyes were green-tinted with chlorophyll from crying. Percy, I was just asking about Grover. I know something's happened. He wouldn't stay gone this long if he wasn't in trouble. I was hoping that Lennius. I told you, the cedar protested. You are better off without that traitor. Unipa stamped her foot. He is not a traitor. He is the bravest sailor ever and I want to know where he is. Woof! Linus' knees started knocking. I I won't answer questions with this hellhound sniffing my tail. Nico looked like he was trying not to crack up. I'll walk the dog. He volunteered. He whistled and Mrs. Leary bounded after him to the fire on the grove. Linus huffed indignantly and brushed the twigs off his shirt. Now, as I was trying to explain, young lady, your boyfriend has not sent any reports since we voted him into exile. You tried to vote him into exile, I corrected. Chiron and Dionysus stopped you. Meh, they are honorary council members. It wasn't a proper vote. I'll tell Dionysus you said that. Linnaeus paled. I only meant... Now see, Percy Jackson. This is none of your business. Grover's my friend. He wasn't lying to you about Pan's death. I saw it myself. You were just too scared to accept the truth. Linus's lips quivered. No. Grover's a liar and a good riddance. We're better off without him. I pointed at the Withered Thrones. If things are going so well, where well, are your friends look? It's like a c- council hasn't been meeting lately. Meron and Silenus. I- I'm sure they'll be back, he said. But I could hear the panic in his voice. They just take some time off to think. It has been a very unsettling year. It's going to get a lot more unsettling, I promised. Linus, we need Grover. There's gonna be a way you can find him with your magic. The old cedar's eyes twitched. I'm telling you, I've heard nothing. Perhaps he's dead. Eudora choked back a sto- uh, choked back a sob. He's not dead, I said. I can feel that much. Empathy links, Linia said disdainfully. Very unreliable. So ask around. I insisted. Find him. There's a war coming. Grover was preparing the nature spirits. Without my permission, and it is not our war. I grabbed him by the shirt, which seriously wasn't like me. But the stupid old goat was making me mad. Listen, Linus, with Kronos attacks, he's gonna have packs of hellhounds. He's gonna destroy everything in his path. Mortals, gods, gods. do you think he'll let the sages go free? You're supposed to be a leader. So, lead! Get out there and see what's happening. Find Grover and bring Unipa some news. Now, go! I didn't push him very hard, but he was kind of top-heavy. He fell on his fiery rump, then scrambled to his hooves and ran away with his belly jiggling. Grover will never be accepted. He will die an outcast. When he disappeared in the bushes, Unipa wiped her eyes. I'm sorry, Percy, I didn't want to get you involved. Linus is still a lord of the wild. You don't want to make an enemy of him. No problem. I've got worse enemies than always eaters. Niko walked back to us. Good job, Percy. Judging from the trail of goat pellets, I'll say you shook him up pretty well. I was afraid I knew why Niko was here, but I tried for a smile. Welcome back. Did you come by just to see his He blushed. Um no, that was an accident. I kinda I kinda dropped into the middle of the conversation. He scared us to death, Uniper said, right out of the shadows. But Nico, you are the son of Hades and all. Are you sure you haven't heard about anything about Grover? Nico shifted his weight. Uniper, like I try to tell you, even if Grover died, he would reincarnate in something else in nature. I can't sense things like that. Only mortal souls. But if you do hear anything, she pleaded, putting her hand on his arm, anything at all? Nikka's cheeks even got brighter red. red. Uh, you bet, I'll keep my ears open. We'll find him, Juniper, I promise. Grover's alive, I'm sure. There must be a simple reason why he hasn't contacted us. She nodded glumly. I hate not being able to leave the forest. He could be anywhere. And I'm stuck here waiting. Oh, it's a silly goat has gotten himself hurt. Mrs. Leary bounded back over and took an interest in Juniper's dress. Juniper yelped. Oh, no, you don't. I know about dogs and trees. I'm gone. She went poof in the green mist. Mrs. Leary looked disappointed, but she lumbered out to find another target, leaving Nico and me alone. He could tapped his sword on the ground; a tiny mound of animal bones erupted from the dirt. They knit themselves together into skeletal field mouse and scampered off. I was sorry to hear about Back and A lump formed in my throat. How did you? I talked to his ghost. Oh right. I never get. I never uh, get used to the fact that. This 12-year-old kid spent more time talking with the dead than the living. Did he say anything? He doesn't blame you. He figured you'll be beating yourself up, and he said you shouldn't. Is he going to try for rebirth? Niko shook his head. He's staying listening. He said he's waiting for someone, not sure what he meant, but he seems okay with that. It wasn't much comfort, but it was something. I had a vision you were on Mount Town, I told Nico. Was that? Real, he said. I didn't mean to be spying on the Titans, but I was in the neighborhood. Doing what? Nico tugged at his sword but... Following a leader, you know, my family. I nodded. I knew his past was a painful subject. Until two years ago, he and his sister B. Young had been frozen in time at a place called the Lois Hotel and Casino. They'd been there for like 70, 70 years. Eventually, a mysterious lawyer rescued them and checked them into a boarding school. But Nico had no memories of his life before the casino. He didn't know anything about his mother. He didn't know who the lawyer was or why they'd been frozen in time or allowed to go free. After Bianca died and left Nico alone, he'd been obsessed with finding answers. So how did it go? Any luck? No but I may have a new lead soon. What's the lead? Nico chewed his lip. That's not important right now, you know, why I'm here. A feeling of dread started to bell in my chest. Ever since Nico first proposed his plan for beating Kronos last summer, I had nightmares about it. He would show sure occasionally and press me for an answer, but I kept putting him off. Girl, I don't know, I said. It seems pretty extreme. You've got Typhoon coming. In what, like a week? Most of the other Titans are unleashed now on Krona's sides. Maybe it's time to think extreme. I looked back towards the camp. Even from this distance, I could hear the Ares and the Apollo campers fighting again, yelling curses and spouting by poetry. They are no match for the Titan army, Nicole said. You know that. This comes down to you and Luke. And there's only one way you can beat Luke. I remember the Fire Princess and Remeda. I'd been hopelessly outmatched. Kronos had almost killed me with a single cut to my arm, and I couldn't even wound him. Riptide had cleansed right off his skin. We can't give you the same power, Nico urged. You heard the great prophecy. Unless you want to have your soul reaped by a cursed blade. I wondered how Nico had heard the prophecy, probably from some ghost. You can't prevent a prophecy, I said. But you can fight it. He had a strange, hungry light in his eyes. You can become invisible. Not sorry, invincible. Maybe we should wait. Try to fight without? No, Nico snorted. It has to be now. I stared at him. I hadn't seen his temper flare like that in a long time. Um, you sure you're okay? He took a deep breath. Pussy, I mean I mean when the fighting starts, we won't be able to make the journey. This is a last chance. I'm sorry if I mean to push you, but two years ago my sister gave her life to protect you. I want you to honor that, do whatever it takes to stay alive and defeat Kronos. I didn't like the idea. Then I thought about Annabeth calling me a coward and I got angry. Nico had a point. If Kronos attacked New York, the campers would be no match for his forces. I had to do something. Nico's way was dangerous, maybe even deadly, but it might give me a fighting edge. All right, I decided. What do we do first? His cold, creepy smile made me sorry I'd agreed. First, we'll need to retrace Luke's steps. We need to know more about his past. His childhood. I shudder, thinking of a Rachel's picture from my dream, a smiling nine year old Luke. Why do we need to know about that? I'll explain when we get there, because I've already tracked down his mother. She lives in Connecticut. I stared at him. I never thought much about Luke's mortal parent and didn't generally meet with his mom. Luke ran away when he was really young. I said, I didn't think his mom was alive. Oh, she is alive. The way he said it made me wonder what was wrong with her. What kind of horrible person could she be? Okay, I said. So how do we get to Connecticut? I can call Blackjack. No, Nico scowled. I guess I don't like me and the feeling is mutual. But there's no need for flying. He whistle and his sleary came lopping out of the woods. Your friend here can help. Niko patted her head. You haven't tried Shadow Travel yet? Shadow Travel? Niko whispered, Mrs. O'Leary is here. She tilted her head, suddenly alert. Hop on board, Niko told me. I never considered riding a dog before, but Mrs. O'Leary was certainly big enough. I climbed under her bag and held her collar. This will make her very tired, Niko warned, so you can't do it. Often, and it works best at night, but while shadows are part of the same substance, there is only one darkness, and all creatures of the underworld can use a door or a road. I don't understand, I said. No, Niko said. It took me a long time to learn, but Mrs. O'Leary knows. Tell her where to go. Tell her Westport, the home of May Maycastleon. You're not coming? Don't worry, I'll meet you there, he said. I was a little nervous. But I'll lean down to Mrs. O'Leary's ear. Okay, girl, can you take me to Westport, Connecticut? May Casselon's place. Mrs. O'Leary sniffed the air. She looked into the gloom of the forest, then she bounded forward straight into an oak tree. Just before we hit, we passed into shadows as cold as the dark side of the moon. Ooh, nice. That's the end of the chapter. Okay. So, that's it. We'll meet again next episode only on the Pussy Jackson podcast.